Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome, and thank you for joining us, and I have a little bit of a voice, unfortunately. Uh, <clears throat> whoa, I'm a little bit sick. Hopefully we will make it through the whole show, or at least Marsha will make it through the whole show. Oh, I'll it, make it through the whole I'm show. Sure you just you croak will. along. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, it happens every so often, and I get on the air, and we'll, we'll make it through. Got a great show for you today. If you want to call us, we're at 877-474-3302. You can get us at Mark and Marsha at Gmail, Mark and Marsha at Twitter, Marsha Collier at Twitter, uh, Hashmark Tech Radio on your tweets. What else, Hashmark Tech Radio, if you're going to tweet us on Twitter, because people listening to the show are following the hash tech radio mark and uh we're all here today and it's going to be an awesome show we've got two amazing guests for the show mark if you tell later today we're going to have john bon jovi's uncle now google the guy he's amazing he's a, a pioneer in the music industry he's produced madonna he's produced i mean pretty much you name it he's done it yeah, so we actually Mark, met him at CES a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's a crack up, and you guys are going to love him. But, yeah. Mark, you have a guest right now who's going to help us because, man, picking out the new TVs is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you look at them, you, you look at it, this one looks good, this one looks good, and you have them in the store, and, of course, they have the LCD spotlight hitting it. So you never really know what it's going to look like in your home. So hopefully our guest, Spencer Well, Torgan, let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit about Spencer. Uh, okay, happens... I was just trying to help you not croak through things. No, that's okay. I appreciate it. Uh, Spencer actually is my uh, workday partner, and we, we work in the same uh, financial institution together. And I've been watching him the last probably six months kind of become a hobbyist in looking for televisions and getting the facts of televisions. So this comes from not a television, you know, I wouldn't call him a television expert, but somebody that really did a tremendous amount of research before he bought. Spencer, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Hey, it's our hey pleasure. Spencer, nice to meet you. So we walked so, in, you know, I walked in a couple of months ago, and Dispenser was trying to decide what TV to buy, and he really did a, a, an enormous amount of research in various ways. So first of all, how did you start looking into this? You know, because the audience is not made up of a bunch of tech people who understand how a TV's made, but people that want to have a really cool TV. So tell us how you started doing this. Well, I first started, and you're right, there's a lot of information out there. So I first started figuring out, all right, did I want to get a plasma or an LCD? Because that seems to be uh, the two big camps out there. When you go into a big box retailer or something like that, that's pretty much the first thing they're going to try and figure out for you. And then you'll start narrowing it down from there. So just from being a, a hobbyist, uh, I knew that I wanted a plasma. And the reason I knew that was sort of the right thing for me was plasmas are generally considered to have the best picture quality available. Now, I say that with the one caveat. That is, unless you have a room where you cannot control the ambient light. So if you have a lot of windows in a room, LCD is probably the way to go. Uh, in the space that I was going to be watching that TV, that wasn't going to be a problem for me. Now, now did, did you find, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the difference between plasmas and LCDs. You know, and the knock for plasmas, and I, I guess nobody really knows this yet, is there's a, a burn-in, allegedly, somewhere down the line. What did you find in looking at that? Um, I think most of the 
the TVs now that are out, they've pretty much gotten rid of that issue. Um, you pretty much have to try to burn the image in at this point to get that to happen. All the TVs come with basically anti-image retention software in there. So let's say I pause my TiVo and walk away from uh, the TV. Well, after about five minutes, the TVs usually shut off or they bring up some sort of screensaver that keeps the pixels from being frozen on the screen. Right. So really not an issue anymore. Uh, the main thing it really comes down to is brightness. LCDs can get a lot brighter than plasmas, um, which if you're watching in a non-light-controlled room, that's really very helpful. But because they get so bright, they have a lot of trouble displaying the color black. And the color black is really the single most important color that goes on with the TV because black is the absence of light. So if you have a really bright TV and the blacks become really gray, you're losing the contrast ratio. So plasmas are known to have really good black levels uh, because they're just generally not as bright as LCDs. And so if you're watching in a light-controlled room, when you turn your TV on with some of the plasmas now, you won't even notice where the TV starts and the bezel. You know, you won't even notice that border anymore, whereas before... Five years ago, it was more like a light gray and then the dark black bezel. Okay, now you so you chose the the plasma TV versus the LCD, and and I don't even know because I'm a big DLP fan, even though they're enormously larger than the others. Are they still making DLPs? They still are making DLPs, but there's only one manufacturer that does it, and that is Mitsubishi. Right, um, and it's actually the TV that I was replacing was a Sony. It was their form of DLP called SXRD, but very similar technologies. Not the one or two inch deep. You know, they were about 12 inches deep. Much bigger picture and much better value. Uh, those had great pictures, but because so many people were moving to the form factor, uh, light hanging it on the wall, mm -hmm. so much easier to install, a lot of manufacturers got out of the DLP business. And how, you picked, it was a Panasonic, correct? I did, yes. Okay, how did you decide on which brand to buy? So this came down to what I was really looking for. And since I do consider myself the hobbyist, I wanted the absolute best picture. And Panasonic right now, the, their plasmas are known for having the lowest black levels on the market. Uh, so I knew automatically I wanted a Panasonic in their Viera line, and then it was just about which model. Um, about the time I was ready to start looking at it, they were just finishing out last season's models and then waiting for this year's. So I ended up getting this year's brand-new um, top-of-the-line Panasonic, and <clears throat> the reviews are all coming in now from a lot more of the qualified experts, I'll call them, that actually have testing equipment. And it's pretty much the lowest, the black levels are the lowest you can find on the market. Now, interestingly enough, those black levels still are not quite what the Pioneer Kuros TV were. and uh, Those were the very high-end Pioneers? The very high-end Pioneers. Uh, they actually got out of the business three years ago. Those TVs on the day, uh, today, still produce the absolute best image quality you can get. So it's kind of interesting. The technology is there for all these manufacturers to make excellent, excellent TVs, the likes of which we really haven't seen before. The problem is selling them in a cost-effective way. I mean, Pioneer had the best TVs, but they just couldn't sell enough at those price points mm. to make it worthwhile. 
And so give us the today the, the top three that you decided, you know, you, you chose the Panasonic, but what were the, the two that followed that? Um, it was actually, for me, it was between certain Panasonic models. Um, and I ended up just kind of going with their, with their top of the line, which is the VT, because I knew it did have the, the lowest black levels. But there's another one, and I believe it's the GT, uh, which I have ended up reading. The black level isn't quite as good, but it's a much better value. So I, that was kind of my second thing, is after you decide LCD or plasma, I think the next question is, what's your price point? You know, what are you, do you want the absolute best video quality? Do you want something that's just good enough? Because that's really going to determine what price range you're in. Uh, there are great TVs out there for $1,000. And there are great TVs out there for four thousand, but it depends what you are looking for. Now, the TV you bought was how much? Uh, I think the list price was forty-two hundred bucks. And how did? And what did you ultimately end up paying for it? And how did you do it? I paid uh, four four thousand forty-one hundred, and that I just kind of went into Best Buy and said, "Here's what I'm looking to do." Uh, you know, they worked with me in kind of making the prices uh, a little better than normal. And uh, it was pretty simple. And that, by the way, I'm sorry, that's for a 65-inch TV. Right. So that's that's about the biggest plasma you can find. And so it, it sounds like there wasn't much of a discount there. Are they, no, are not they really. Not discounting I mean, most, yeah, I mean, the, most of the TVs you're going to find are, especially at the high end of their respective lines, they're going to be the same whether you go to Amazon, Best Buy, um, Fry's, any of that. And, you know, I know we're, uh, we got about a, well, we can talk for a little bit more. Marsha, you and I have yeah, talked can, a, a, a lot no, about. Can, no, I'm interested because I'm just listing. It's, you know. <laughs> well, one of the things Marsha and I have talked about on the year, Spencer, is, and you and I talked about, is the how you attach your cabling. Yeah. So uh, we've got about a minute and a half. Talk, sure. talk a little bit about that. Okay. This is the single biggest point of confusion that I even had, and that's because of the marketing gimmicks. So there's really four types of HDMI cables, okay? There's high-speed, and then there's standard. And within high-speed, there's high-speed with Ethernet, and then high-speed without, and there's standard with and without. So there's really four cables. Now, when you go into a store, for instance, Monster Cable, you're going to go there and you're going to see the platinum gold HDMI cable, you're going to see the, like the, the bronze brand. You're going to see all these brands, and they're all going to say all sorts of differing marketing gimmicks. This one's the highest speed rate. This is this. That's that. The really important thing is to look for the HDMI organization's logo, and they actually rate these cables. So when they rate these cables, if they rate it as high speed, it will perform to the best capability of basically anything on the market. Um, when, but when you go into the store, they'll have that logo way off to the side. They put their own stuff on there so that they can basically try and sell even better cables. So I think really the trick is when you go buy HDMI cables, don't listen to the salesman, don't let them sell you, you know, a cable that's one meter long for $400. Find the, lo the cheapest cable that's HDMI. Yeah, that's, that's what rate. I've heard. That's what I've heard. It really doesn't make any difference. They try and upsell you on the cables, and it's really not necessary. All right, we're Spencer, hang with us, because one, one of the last things we're going to talk about is 3D, and your take on 3D, because Marcia and I have done a lot and of I have And I have some new info on 3D, too. Sounds so. good. All right, don't go away. We'll be right back.
This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Save your cash while increasing your sales. Every business knows cash is king. Quit paying out your cash while maintaining all the services you need. At the same time, increase sales with new customers. Sound too good to be true? It's not. WS Radio has done it using traditional business practices. We will even give you $250 in services just to give it a try. Log on to wsradio.com forward slash barter. That's wsradio.com forward slash barter. Love to read but just don't have the time? With audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading Internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And if you want to call us, we're at 877-474-3302. Talking to my buddy, uh, Spencer Torgan, who spent the last six months of his life researching televisions, trying to decide which one is the right one to buy. And we're, uh, Spencer, we're talking a little bit. You, you, so give us the model again. You, you chose the Panasonic Plasma Viera. Yes, VT30. VT30, and that's their high-end 65-inch. That's their top-of-the-line model right now. 
Now, we, so we were just finishing a little bit on talking about the, the connection of cables. So tell us again the best way to connect the HDMI or, or what kind of HDMI. So it, you want to get, in my opinion, the least expensive HDMI cable that's rated tops or uh, excuse me, high speed with Ethernet. If you get that cable, it is certified by the HDMI organization to perform to the maximum capabilities of the HDMI standard. So anything that the individual companies put on their box that claims over and above those specifications is really just marketing hype. Your system exactly. will never use those capabilities. Exactly. You know, and let's face it, since they're not a sponsor, you know, right. Monster always must does that huge deal on how great their cables are. And, you know, for $129 when you can accomplish the same thing for, what, 20 bucks? Probably. Just seems to me that uh, there's no need. I don't know if, and even if it did make any difference, I've never noticed it, and I've tested out bunches of cables. Right, right. Yeah. I, I would say a three or four meter high speed with with Ethernet uh, HDMI cable should be about sixty bucks. So you probably need a couple. So you, you know you are going to spend some money on the cables, but they have cables that go from one meters that are a thousand dollars. Uh, so you, they really like to upsell that because it's a huge margin for uh, the companies. I don't know. Dish Network gave a free cable, a free yeah, HDMI cable yeah. with the box, and you know it worked. And somehow now, I don't think they're giving out the top end. Now that's <laughs> now, and that's a little different because over broadcast TV, they're not transmitting high enough data rates where I a regular see. speed cable is going to be fine for that. But if you're doing so, Blu-ray. Got it. Uh, which got has it, got the it. color, sort of uh, 3D, all those capabilities. You're going to want the high-speed rated cable. All right, now, before we talk about 3D, you, you ended up realizing that after you bought this TV, you needed a new receiver. I did. So I, I knew that going into it. Uh, my old receiver was really old, but um, I run everything through there. So it acts as my video switcher between all my sources, and it also gives me the surround sound. Okay, when you when you're talking about receiver, uh, I, I don't understand. Give it a name. I mean, I, I remember what that was in Stereoville. Sure, but, basically the same thing, but more a little more sophisticated. Tell tell us a little bit about what tell you tell us did. about what you're talking. The audio about. video receiver is really the brains of the system. It's what connects everything, and it serves up both audio and video. So just from the straight connection, um, I connect my DVR. Uh, my Blu-ray player, my PlayStation 3, I connect all that into my audio-video receiver, and then I connect the audio-video receiver to my TV. Then you program the audio-video receiver, depending on if you tell it to watch TV, that it automatically knows it connects to the DVR, and it sends that TV signal to your TV. It also oh, yeah, we got one of those. I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> yes. So if you want surround sound, you're going to need some sort of audio-video receiver because it's also on the audio section. It's going to have the amplifier, the power amplifier that gives your speakers power. Now, do you have, uh, for example, Apple TV or we have Apple TV and we have Google TV because Google TV, we can get the free movies from Amazon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I can get Netflix from Apple TV. Do you also have those hooked up? I do not. I use my PS3 for that. So I have Netflix, okay. Vudu, um, and a couple other services that go on through my uh, H uh, Hulu Plus, 
I have that all through my PS3. Although doesn't the uh, the TV have with the Viera has a connection to all the different services on there? Yes, that does have it in right. itself too. So you can get that with a Blu-ray. I yeah, have I have an early model Viera, and right. I can't replace it. It's too good a TV. You know, <laughs> I'd love to have all the new stuff, but the Vieras, uh, Panasonic Vieras, are excellent TVs. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about 3D, because I think uh, Spencer and I came to kind of the same conclusion, that it's kind of a nice novelty to have, but you're really not spending a lot of time watching it. So what was your take on the 3D now that you have one? I would say do not go buy a TV because you want 3D. Buy a new TV because you want a bigger one, you want a better picture, um, you're moving houses. Buy it for that reason. And then, depending on which model you get, it will most likely come with 3D. Now, if you're tied between two different models, then maybe you can use the 3D part as a tiebreaker. But don't go buy that just because of it. It's, 3D is really in its infancy, infancy right now. Uh, I, I think of it a lot like HDTV when it, when it first came out. It was sort of the chicken and the egg. Well, there's not a lot of TVs that are uh, full HD TVs, so no one broadcasts in HD. Uh, Blu-ray wasn't around back then, but slowly as more people started getting HD TVs, they started broadcasting more in HD, and then Blu-ray came about. The so same as 3D right now. Not a whole lot of people have 3D, but it is growing. And DirecTV just started. They have a couple channels that have 3D on them. And, of course, we, we have the first of a couple 3D Blu-rays. But as far as content's concerned, there's not a whole lot out there right now. Uh, so that's why I say don't go buy a TV right now because you want 3D. You're going to be disappointed. Right. I do see it as the future, though. I yeah, do I, think well, if we go on, it'll get better. Well, it's interesting. Uh, there was a study, which I just tweeted out under Tech Radio, from Samsung. And they studied groups of people, um, and obviously done in Berkeley. <laughs> and But it's interesting that Samsung did it because they're one of the largest uh, manufacturers of 3D TVs. Shocking. They're, they found that people who viewed 3D complained of fatigue, lessened vision clarity immediately after viewing when compared to those watching the 2D format on the same TVs. Yeah, that uh, supposedly the biggest reason was the disparity between the depth the depth of the screen and the depth of the 3D image. Yep. Uh, also a factor on how close you sit to the dis uh, display as to how tired it makes you. I'm not a fan uh, at all of 3D. I've, I've looked at them. I've, uh, I really don't see any need to see uh, Anderson Cooper in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. You know, maybe it's good for movies. You know, you're talking the Blu-rays. You're talking about 3D. Maybe that, but eh, I don't know. I, I but I can't see your to, point. And you know what? We're to the point where people are still doing it for novelty. Um, for instance, a lot of the movies that are coming out in 3D, only one in about ten of those is actually shot using the special 3D cameras. The rest are all converted after they've shot the movie in 2D, and they use a computer process to convert it to 3D. Those oh, you mean like that, new gl like that new Glee movie that I'm sure you're going to run out to see, <laughs> right? We're all going from the office. Glee in 3D. I can't think of anything more exciting, really. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, and, it's, and, you know, and they wonder why 3D is getting bad reviews. I mean, it's because it's not really shot in 3D. Um, as far as I know, the only true 3D movies that have been out... You know, in the last couple of years that were shot in 3D were Avatar, and then I heard the new Final Destination movie coming out, I think right now. 
was shot with the actual real 3D cameras. Right. So that's where, you know, and I, I don't consider the other thing actually real 3D because it, it, it looks terrible. All right, before uh, we go, we only got a couple of minutes left. Sure. I, I know you were looking at uh, sports. So, and, and I found the same thing. I was watching a tennis match in 3D and looked at it and went, it was just weird looking because it's very elongated. What, what was your take on the sports end of it? So I've seen, now I've seen two different types of sports. I've seen one over the dish, uh, over DirecTV, which I didn't love. And then I saw one using a real high-quality Blu-ray. Uh, that one obviously looked a lot better because if you think about what they have to do to get 3D to the house, they're basically taking two HD images and then compressing them and squeezing them through the same pipe that normally they send only one image. Mm -hmm. So obviously something has to give when they compress the image, and part of it's the image quality. So, yeah, I, I watched Tennis 2. I didn't love it, uh, especially because of the, the camera angle of how they were shooting it. Um, but I've seen other sports that were, let's call them Blu-ray quality for 3D, and I thought they looked excellent. I saw a basketball game and some Olympic sports, which uh, I thought looked uh, looked amazing. Interesting. So, all right. Well, know. you know, I and I think everybody, Marsh and I, and and kind of all came to that same conclusion. We're not rushing out to buy new TVs. We'll get a TV when we need one, and we'll get the 3D with it because it comes with it. But I don't think we're all rushing out to buy them because it's 3D. Yeah, it's going to be a couple years. But, you know, then again, we, we do see the world in 3D, so that's why when I say I think that's the future, they're going to keep perfecting it. It'll get better, and maybe in a couple years, we're going to see a lot better TV content. They'll know how to shoot it correctly, and I, I think that's every TV with 3D at that point. All right. Hey, Hopefully Spencer. without glasses, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, and that's a big key, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Uh, thank you. First of all, who knew you were the smart? <laughs> You've hidden it so well. Uh, and thank you uh, for being with us, and uh, I'll see you on Monday. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Spencer, thanks. Take right. care. Bye-bye. Yeah, he's done a, re a whole lot of work on trying to figure this out, on, you know, what to buy. And, and it spent, uh, I think it took about six months by the time he finally decided what he was going to buy. And that's kind of the research you want to do because you do want to spend the time because you're spending, I mean, it's a lot of money. Even though you can get cheaper TVs today, if you're going to get a high-end TV and you're going to spend $4,000 on it, you want to make sure that you have gotten the actual right TV to get. So uh, kind of interesting stuff. Uh, Marsha, you going to rush out now and get your 3D TV? Nope. You know no. me. I'm so cheap, I squeak. Ah. <laughs> well, it took me, like, what, three years to get you to buy a Blu-ray player? Uh, well, actually, I waited until I got one for a Christmas present. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. But uh, when we come back, I have a review of the new LG Revolution by Verizon. I have a lot to say about that phone, and I did a little blog post to help you out. So when we get back, we'll I've that. got that review coming up. Uh, also, the getting closer, allegedly, the iPhone. Supposedly, they're talking uh, September, so we'll give you a little information on that. We'll be right back. This is Marsha Collier, along with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. 
Attention online sellers. Introducing a great source for high-quality, low-cost merchandise. Genco Marketplace is America's largest wholesale source of store returns and closeout inventory. Our huge volume and variety of products means online sellers can be insured of a steady source of supply. Find electronics, housewares, shoes, apparel, tools, and general merchandise all from one site. Discover the web's one-stop product source you can trust. Pallets for sale are posted to our easy-to-use e-commerce site, GencoMarketplace.com. There you'll find what you need fast and view a detailed list of items in the pallets. No surprises. Genco Marketplace has direct liquidation contracts with America's largest retailers and manufacturers, which means that buyers purchase direct from the source with no middleman markups. Huge variety, low risk, and fast, easy online purchasing. Register for free and begin bidding on loads the same day. Sign up today at GencoMarketplace.com. That's G-E-N-C-O Marketplace.com. Could your business use $10,000 to a half million dollars in cash flow to grow faster? Do you need money for things like purchasing inventory or advertising your business? If you do, call Merchant. Merchant offers a variety of working capital programs for your business. While banks have tightened up their criteria to give money to small businesses, Merchant is providing working capital to all types of businesses every day. They even have special programs that allow your business to purchase inventory or advertise with no money up front. Grow your business today with up to a half million dollars in new cash flow in as little as seven days only from Merchant. Call us right now for a free quote. 800-430-7570. 800-430-7570. Call us 24 hours a day for a free quote. 800-430-7570. 800-430-7570. Attention eBay sellers. Are you protecting your feedback ratings? Protect yourself from bidders who abuse the feedback system with bitter warning. Find out before you accept an offer, respond to a message, or even after receiving a bid whether the bidder has a history of leaving negative feedbacks. Regain control over the selling process with bitter warning by knowing your bidder before it's too late. Negative feedbacks can hurt your eBay business on many levels. It reduces your appeal to potential customers, and it reduces revenue from eBay directly by lowering your monthly seller discount. Use bitter warning to regain the power to protect yourself from these bad apples who will intentionally try to harm or threaten your business. Bitter warning will automatically send you an email alerting you to the potential danger. Learn more at bitterwarning.com. Get a free two-week trial by using promo code WSRadio at bitterwarning.com. Bitter warning, an eBay seller's first line of defense. 